sisters. Welcome back to She is Becoming. We are your favorite podcast, bringing you topics from God's word with a multi-generational perspective. You can find all of our episodes on all the major podcast platforms and on the Minnesota Grace Church app and website. And make sure that you're following us on Instagram at She is Becoming Podcast so we can engage and pray with you. Well, I am your co-host, Delaney, and I am here in the studio with my co-host, Bev, as always. How you doing, Bev? I'm great, Delaney. It's good to see you. We have been apart for a little bit, so we're really excited to be back recording and we've taken a long break and we're just happy to be back. No kidding. No kidding. This adds so much to my life and I hope it adds a lot to the listeners' lives as well. Yeah, absolutely. It's good to stay rooted in God's word and this podcast is such a great way to do it. It is. It is. Well, Delaney, we want to start out with a signature question today and I'm going to ask you that question. What attribute of God has been impacting your life lately? Man... I mean, all of them, but I think lately I've just had a, this year has just been lots of trial for me and just lots of, um, suffering and pain and just, it feels like one storm after the other. I'm so sorry. No, it's honestly okay. Because what I've learned about the Lord, I think it just makes all of it worth it. You know what I mean? And like that experience that you have with him, like through suffering just makes all of it worth it. And so I think the thing that I've clung to recently the most um, is his mercy mm. and that his mercy is new every day. Like being able to wake up and being like, Lord, I'm still here. Like your mercy is still the same, even though I'm in, I feel like I'm in a new trial every day. Mm-hmm. And just that consistency and his patience through our trial. Um, I don't know. That's just been really impactful to me lately. Yeah. I'm picturing you just leaning hard on the rock. Yeah. I mean, I've had to like truly like, and this podcast is just really so timely for that of like, Mm -hmm. we have to cling to him because in suffering, there's nothing else to cling to. Like if we're going to cling to the things of the world, things like my truth and whatever, then when time gets, when times get hard, like that all goes away. It evaporates. Exactly. It has to be rooted in something bigger and deeper and something true, which is God and his mercy and his faithfulness to us, like despite all the craziness. Mm -hmm. Well, that we could stop right there, Delaney. That's a powerful testimony. over. Yeah. (laughs) No, we've got a lot to share yet on this topic today. Um, I want to just take a moment before we dive into this episode to reflect on your response. I want you listeners to reflect on your response to pain and suffering in your life. Delaney just has shared hers. I wonder, do you run from God? Do you distract yourself? That's a good one. You know, let's that's, just go shopping or let's go me. to the fridge. That's you know? me. <laughs> um, do you run to other people? I, I remember the saying years ago, you know, do you go to the throne or the phone? Um, who, yeah. Where do you go with it? Do you run to other people? You know, a lot of us think that God has promised us that he won't give us more than we can handle. And, you know, that's really not true. I want to read you the verse that that comes from because it is often confused and misquoted. That's from 1 Corinthians 10, 13. No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. So what does that really mean? That does not mean that you're never going to be pressed beyond what you think you can handle. Rather, he is promising here, it's first of all, the topic is temptation, that he's not going to allow you to be tempted beyond what he he can help you say no to. Right. 
it's not your strength. It's mm-hmm. not your will. It's it's because he is faithful and he is going to provide that way out. And most things in life are beyond what we can really truly handle. True. And, it, and it, this is why we need the Lord so much. And you really beautifully shared that uh, when you shared about your attribute this morning. There are so many things that li- in life we cannot handle. Abuse, death, murder, loss. <laughs> I mean, the, the list goes on. Yeah. What God's Word does promise us is that He's our comforter, our healer, and a strong tower. He helps us get through the pain, and He uses pain for our good and for His glory. Mm-hmm. God has given us some very special means, Delaney, to help us in handling our pain in life. And what He has given us is such a gift, and that's our topic today. Of course, always Scripture is part of the gift when mm-hmm. we're suffering. Community, how important is that? Yeah. Professional help are huge. All those things are huge gifts. But the means we see so often in Scripture is the means of prayer, a specific kind of prayer, especially modeled in the Psalms, but not exclusive to the Psalms. It's throughout Scripture. You know, there are many types of prayer available to God's people to practice, and the Bible models prayers of contrition, which means, you know, confessing your sin, prayers of praise, thanksgiving, worship, And there's also prayers of lament. Hmm. I hear and read prayers of all kinds, but I do not hear prayers of lament that often. Usually that's kind of in the private recesses of our spiritual walk between us and God. Yeah, it's not something that we always like to um, champion. (laughs) No. It's a it's a usually a hard, ugly cry, really vulnerable situation. Yes, so. exactly. But you know what, Delaney? Approximately one third of the 150 Psalms are lament prayers. Mm-hmm. So was this a part of the uh, uh, follower of Christ? The is this part of our life? Yes, it's part of our life. Mm-hmm. It's an outlet for that suffering. Um, just knowing how to lament in prayer. And it's really you don't need to be taught, but we are going to give you some tips today yeah, because yeah. when you're when your heart is breaking, when you're in such pain, it just pours out of you. But just to become aware to what it's like and how we can get there and how it heals is really going to be helpful. Let's start with some definitions that will help clarify what lamenting prayer is. Here are um, a few. Lament is the art of trusting God no matter what he gives, no matter what he takes. Now, Job would be an example of that. The Lord gives and the Lord takes away. And then he questions God throughout the book. But then at the end of the book, what does he do? He worships. Mm -hmm. He's come full circle. He asks the hard questions, feeling abandoned, and then he comes all the way back to worship. Second definition is lament is a rich but untapped reservoir of God's grace. Lamenting prayer helps us to navigate the discrepancy between who you know God to be and the pain of your circumstances. Oh, that's really good. Isn't that what happens in our suffering so often? Why, God? This, How could you, the God who loves life and beauty and have this horrible, dark thing happen to me? You know, there's you have you struggle with that. Mm-hmm. And lamenting prayer is meant to be the the ground that we do that in. Lamenting to God is a gift to heal us and to restore our peace. Psalm 13, which David authored, is a very short lament, and it's an example for us. I'm just going to read a few of the, um, the verses here. Psalm 13. 
How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I wrestle with my thoughts and day after day have sorrow in my heart? How long will my enemy triumph over me? David is lamenting. That's mm-hmm. lamenting. He's asking God the hard questions. He's pouring out his heart. He's not holding back. He's not pretending. Oh, I can't feel this way if I, you know, if I believe in God. Then next it goes on. Look on me, answer, Lord my God, give light to my eyes or I'll sleep in death and my enemy will say I've overcome him and my foes will rejoice when I fall. What is he doing here? He's giving a bold request. Look on me, answer me, Lord, give light to my eyes. Um, And then this is how he concludes. But I trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. I will sing the Lord's praise for he has been good to me. So David goes full circle, and that's what happens in lamenting prayer. Mm -hmm. We start out with the questions, the suffering, pouring out all of that to the Lord. We add a bold request, and then we end on praise. Our mind has transformed back to who God is. It's a great way to process through pain, too. Like It's like you're going through the stages of, like, I'm really angry, I'm really sad, but then I'm coming back full circle. Exactly. God, where are you? Mm-hmm. And then David is is worshiping God for who he is. Mm-hmm. He's remembering now who he is. Another definition, Delaney, is lament is humbly turning to God through pain. And that's just really simple, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I like that one, I think, the best. Lamenting is a God-given gift for coping. It's a coping skill. We wrestle with God in order to process the pain. In our pain, we become blind to what is true. Isn't that the way human nature yeah, is? Yeah. It totally blinds us from what we believe and what we know to be true in our heart. We mm-hmm. can be deceived by that just because of the pain. We wrestle with God in order to process the pain, and in our pain we become blind to what's true. Lamenting prayer then opens our eyes to see God once again. Mm. You know, we can be in pain for so many reasons, as we mentioned them early on here, relationships, marriage, illness, uh, physical pain, loss, grief, all of that, work-related pain, prodigal children, mental illness, depression. Mm -hmm. The news today, I thought, you know, just... (laughs) Yeah, you flip it on today, and there will be something to lament over for sure. Oh, no kidding. Um, Those who know God will lament to Him in prayer when Mm -hmm. they're confronted with the suffering in this life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I... I love just how you set that up. And those examples are really important. I don't feel like lament is something that we always hear a lot, but we, we don't. We do it, though, a yes. lot more than yes. we think. Yes. Yeah. Or we just hear it by a different name. Um, and so, yeah, I love lamenting. And this is just a really personal, I think, episode for both of us. Like yeah, we've both had time in our life where it's been like deep, deep soul level lamenting. Yeah. Um, so we're going to give some biblical examples of lamenting and then Bev and I, in a little bit, will also share personally, just our journey with lamenting prayer. Um, and again, like we said, this episode is so timely. Like we've had this year, like mass shootings, like people have died. Like, like I, every day I'm hearing a new thing and like there are families being torn. It's just, there's so much and it feels so overwhelming. And so lamenting is like you said, just such a great way to cope with all of these hor- hor- like hard, horrible things. This is God's way. It is God's this way. This is how to handle it God's way. Mm-hmm. So Delaney, give us some of those biblical examples. Yeah. Yeah. I think sometimes we think 
about lamenting and we don't think that it does anything. And so like, what's the point really of like crying out to God in prayer? Like, what is that going to do? Like, Mm -hmm. we feel like stupid sometimes doing it, honestly, but there's actually like a really rich um, theology of lament. And um, there's a quote that I love that says the practice of lament is one of the most theologically informed things a person can do because you understand that God can actually do something about your pain. Love that. Like, and so, I like that theology of lament. Yes. And so mm-hmm. it's not just like in the air. Yeah. Right? Totally. You know, it's not just letting off steam. Yeah, totally. And we yeah. think that sometimes. So in preparation for this, I surveyed about 20 um, lamenting Psalms. And here are some of the theological themes that I noticed. The first thing would be like the request of help or restoration. We heard that in Psalm 13. Um, and nearly every lamenting Psalm that I read like contained some kind of direct request to the Lord for help. It's usually a bold ask mm-hmm. and they pray, um, you know, you hear things like incline your ear to me, O Lord, or um, restore us or help us. And this is typically where that really ugly, um, angry <laughs> cry comes out because they it's it's a it's a hard thing sometimes to ask for help and it's a deep thing to be like lord i this is beyond me and to ask for that yeah. help is is hard it's humbling it's humbling and human nature wants to think they can handle it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's such a lie so um they request for help because they remember who is in charge and remember what God has done. And so usually in the Psalms, there's this pouring out that that deep guttural cry before a perspective change. So you'll be reading in a Psalm and it'll be you'll be reading like, why God? And then you'll hear that. But like you said, in Psalm mm-hmm. 13, where the author's tone like totally shifts and you see this perspective change. And so in Psalm 74, the psalmist actually cries out for 11 verses before he says, yet God <laughs> is my king from old who works deeds of deliverance in the midst of the earth. And so this is really a recon- a, recogniz- a recognition of who God is. Um, and, and there's this remembrance, there's this track record that you have with God that you get through su- suffering. And so it's remembering all of that, who's in charge, remembering what God has done. And so this recognition, recogni- Man, I am having a hard time with this word today. That's all right. This recognition of who God is um, realigns our mind to the mind of Christ. Like you can you can see that the author's countenance will change and you can hear it when you read it. So a really good example of this is Hannah in um, first Samuel. Scripture says that she was weeping bitterly as she prayed. Um, she was like, Lord almighty, if you look upon your servant's misery and remember me and not forget your servant, but give a son, then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life. And so the priest Eli actually sees her doing this, sees her in this lament. He sees her praying really passionately. He thinks she's drunk, which (laughs) is, I mean, sometimes when you're lamenting though, you feel like a crazy person. So I relate to that. Yeah. Um, and he tells her that God will give her a son. And when Hannah, Um, actually left the temple where she was praying for Samuel one tells us that she went away and ate something and her face was no longer downcast. So it's, it's really clear that the presence of God changed her disposition. It did. It did. And before she was pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. Because scripture tells us a few verses away from this, that she conceived 
So, I mean, the prayer itself, the lamenting before God, relieved her of the suffering. Mm -hmm. And and it's it's this being in God's presence, like, really does something to you. Like, it changes your heart, your soul. Mm -hmm. And so there's a tangible shift in Hannah's behavior from desperate to hopeful. Yes. Like, there's, she's in this desperate situation, she's promised a son, like, and then she's, there's this hope, like, so I thought that was a really beautiful example. Another example of someone in scripture who lamented, and we see this same pattern is um, Jeremiah. And Jeremiah actually wrote a whole book on lamenting called Lamentations. (laughs) That would be Lamentations. Which I didn't always put that together. So (laughs) I was like, oh, wait, that actually is lamenting. And in this book, he does the same thing. He cries out to God. He says, why is my pain unending and my wound grievous and incurable? You are to me like a deceptive brook, like a spring that fails. Just very honest oh man that's really giving it to god huh yeah very vulnerable wow um and it just shows you that sometimes we deny how we are feeling and we get angry with god and so sometimes that really prevents us from coming to him to expose how our anger slows down our healing like i know for me um when i know that i'm going through something hard I sometimes will avoid God's word because I know that I can't pretend when I'm in God's word. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like I know that it's going to all come out. And so sometimes we do that. But typical to a lament are the hard questions and the feelings of God's abandonment or feeling like God is distant or not answering your cries. That's why we see a lot of the how long, oh Lord, why have you forsaken me? Why have you rejected me? Mm -hmm. You feel like God is far away from you. And that's where a lament comes in just so beautifully and reminds you that you're not. But in Lamentations, Jeremiah remembers that who God is and his mind realigns with Christ. And he says, I remember my affliction and my wandering, the bitterness and the gall. I well remember them and my soul is downcast within me. Yet. Circle that. Yet. 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 It's either a but or a yet, apparently. <laughs> this I call to mind and therefore I have hope. Oh, wow. Beautiful. And it's because of the Lord's great love. We are not consumed for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. I say to myself, the Lord is my portion. Therefore, I will wait for him. You know, you hear that last part of that scripture quoted so often, but you don't realize it's a summary of of a prayer of lamenting. Right, right. We don't see that. And I'm like, how beautiful is that? Yeah. That we hear this quoted all the time, but it's really like in this painful circumstance mm-hmm. that Jeremiah's mm-hmm. mind is just realigned. Mm-hmm. Um, the next example, the most important example, would be Jesus. Um, in the Garden of Gethsemane, we know that Jesus prayed a lamenting prayer. It says that Jesus told his disciples, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. And so Jesus, he shared his pain. We do see that with his closest people. And he was asking for their prayers as well. And I really just love how he doesn't deny his suffering, um, but he also doesn't rage against his father, against God. Jesus Jesus cries out to God while submitting to God's will. And he did have questions. Yeah. Can you take this cup from me? Mm -hmm. That's his question. Yes. But not my will. Yours. And then there's the submission. There's a submission. Mm -hmm. There's a humility that Mm -hmm. comes from lamenting that we see. And then the text reads, it says, going on a little further, he fell with his face to the ground and prayed, my father, if it's possible, like you said, take the cup from me. And he submits to God's will. He prayed this three times and he sweat great drops of blood as he prayed. So we know that this was like a really intense 
spiritual lamentation yeah like Mm -hmm. really intense and then on the cross as he was taking on the sin of his people he again had a short lamenting prayer he says the famous question my god my god why have you forsaken me so we see that question again Mm -hmm. he feels like where are you god why is this happening yet the resurrection was ahead which jesus knew and he was still questioning god and his suffering um but we see that what lamenting does is it provides just this, it's this vulnerable, authentic space that you can come before God while you're in pain, while you're suffering, and that God's going to change your perspective and he's going to use it. Mm-hmm. Truly. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, I've seen it in my life, Delaney, and I would love to just share some of those times in my life where um, I have done a lot of lamenting. When I was 40, Mm-hmm. So this is quite a few years ago, but I, I've had seasons in my life of lamenting. When I was 40, I went through a, a depression um, where I was really confronted with unforgiveness for um, sexual abuse that I suffered when I was a child. Mm-hmm. And I thought I'd put that behind me and forgiven that. And, you know, I had told Paul before we married what, what had gone on. And, um, but all of a sudden at 40, the Lord put me on my back in a depression. Mm. And I had to go through a series of forgiveness, but I remember lamenting to God. I was so angry, angry, angry. I I would yell. I wanted to throw plates. I was so mm-hmm. mad um, about everything, and it between me and the Lord. And then finally, I started to settle into it and started to feel the healing. And I remember God coming to me and saying, "I love you, even when you're flat on your back." Wow. And I've never forgot that lesson. Um, And I also know the lesson that if you have a cesspool of unforgiveness in your heart, Mm -hmm. God's going to deal with you. Yeah. And he dealt with me as a loving Heavenly Father, but it didn't spare me pain. Mm -hmm. I had to have the pain. I had to feel that pain as an adult in order to be healed for what happened to me as a child. Yeah. But that... Those four months was really tough, and I did. I barely got out of bed, and I just did a lot of lamenting. Um, and then I even went through a time when I couldn't pray, and I just kept begging people to be praying for, for me. you. God, mm-hmm. where are you? Where are you? How can this be happening to me? Mm-hmm. Um, what did that do, like that time where you were on your back? Like, what did that do for your faith? Um, I felt loved. Now, I know mm-hmm. that seems weird. Mm-hmm. But I think you get it, don't you, Delaney? Yeah. It's a special time. When you are suffering, God comes with special graces and mercy. Gifts, and special gifts. gifts mm-hmm. that can only come. I remember an, someone saying once, you know, um, suffering always comes with a gem in her hand. Mm. There's a gem there for us. And so I, I had many gems through that. But then I've also gone through seasons with my children, my perfect children, of course, yeah. but <laughs> they have gone through things and I go through them lamenting for them. Mm. Um, things where I see maybe they're headed in the wrong direction. Um, I, I just I, I just fell upon God constantly, constantly, constantly. My, my journals during those couple of years were like just me absolutely every day i would journal and it would be the same kind of lament to god a begging pleading thinking about what he can do trying to trying to um just be a prayer warrior and Mm -hmm. a and a soldier for the benefit of my kids Mm -hmm. and it was lamenting for years Mm -hmm. there was years of lamenting there i like that you bring that up though that 
lamenting can be like years. Yes, it can. Like it's not it's not usually just like this one time I prayed this one time. Right. Right. It's seasons. I look at it mm-hmm. as seasons in my life. Now, I've had days and times where I've just lamented and it's been brief. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, now I find myself lamenting for children and grandchildren. Mm-hmm. Um, I can lament for our nation and social issues. That yeah. just burdens my heart so much. Aging. <laughs> God, I don't <laughs> like this, you know? Yeah. Uh, these fingers don't work like they used to. And, well, but and, but the, even that, like, that the vulnerability in that, like, to be able to be vulnerable with the Lord with that, where you might feel, like, in other spaces, like, awkward about it, where it's yeah. like, I can be vulnerable with the Lord about this. <laughs> Absolutely, this very personal thing. Yeah. But here's the point. God can take my anguish, my questions, even my anger, and after I do the dump, <laughs> <laughs> I feel such peace. His love, his mercy floods me, and I can begin to hear his voice of comfort. This is called processing. This is how I process, mm-hmm. and this is how God means for us to process the pain in life. It's we, like venting. It, it is. It is. We call it by other names, but it's really, if it's to the Lord, it's lamenting. lamenting. Yeah. So don't fear lamenting. It's part of an intimate relationship that you share everything about your life with the Lord, Mm -hmm. the good, the bad, and the ugly. Mm -hmm. He wants to hear it all. Mm -hmm. It's super faith building too. Isn't it? Mm -hmm. And it's faith building to hear about like your story through lamenting. Like for me, I'm like, all right, well, I was, I was praying to the Lord the other day. I'm like, Lord, I feel like I've been lamenting for like a long time. Like, can I get out of this maybe? But also just like hearing you talk about that it's there's seasons, but it's also in a way like a lifelong thing Mm because it'll just change. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's always at our, we have access to this gift Mm -hmm. of lamenting prayer and the Lord wants us to use it, whether it's the little annoyances of today or the seasons and years long of of, uh, lamenting. Delaney, let's hear some um, of your experience with lamenting. Yeah, I mean, I think that you've all picked up that I've lamented a lot these past few years, just lots of trial, lots of crisis. And I think that lamenting has been honestly like one of the most profound and impactful spiritual tools that God has used in my life, like Mm. truly. And so I was looking back actually over my prayer journal this last year and um, read what I had been crying out to the Lord and I saw um, a lot of gaps like in time because I date my prayers and I saw a lot of gaps in times where I wasn't <laughs> praying and I know why. And it's like I said earlier, like I was, I knew that if I went to God's word that I couldn't fake it. And I was like, I just can't, but it, instantly when you do, you feel better. But we, we, yeah. we it, like to put up this. Yeah. Well, it takes time to, to, mm-hmm. to really realize how, how and we're suffering. And it, it's, it's natural to want to run away. Adam and Eve, what did they do? Yeah, absolutely. Or distract yourself. That's my, mm-hmm. that's my claim to fame. Um, and so I could see, though, in my prayer journal, like the moment that I came before the Lord with my pain and it would become so real because I couldn't act like I had it all together. And um, there's a quote that I love about this. It says, laments turn toward God when sorrow tempts you to run from him. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. love that. That that really is a bottom line for us here. Uh, that's a key truth. It is. Like, Very key. You, you, lamenting is running towards God with your pain, like full right. force. Right. And so when I lament, 
Um, it is typically a guttural leap. Usually for some reason I'm on my knees on the floor. Um, and in this last year, there were several of these times and times where I've wept and, um, grieved on my knees before the Lord and just have felt like I've been at the end of my rope where I felt like the trial is too big. The sin is too great. The temptation is too strong. And there's been times where I've asked God like where he is. Why did he let this happen to me? And why me? Like, mm. why would you let this happen? There's like, the question. Why? Yeah. Like, I, and, and it's also like we don't always and we don't always get to see why. In a lot of ways, though, I think the Lord has begun to show me that. And certainly not all of us will get to always see why. But that's really faith building, too, that sometimes he lets us see the why. Um, but God's word in Psalm 62 reminds us to pour out your heart before him because God is a refuge for us. Mm-hmm. Like that's what we need to cling to. Um, and so a few months ago, I was having one of these moments, one of these laments, and I asked um, the Lord something really specific and personal, um, something that is too personal to share um, on here, but just something really specific. Like of just I asked him like this question. And I was like, just tell me, like, I need perfect clarity, God. And um, I went to sleep and I was still grieving. And I woke up the next morning and the spirit had answered my prayer in perfect clarity. Like it was like instantly the moment I woke up, I had the answer. Like I can't even explain it, but it goes back to those mercies are new every morning. And I felt like that was a mercy that he gave me, that he answered my prayer in the amount of time he did and with the specificity that he did like I knew right away and after I had lamented and so this you is you asked let's go back to the, how, the process you poured out your heart and you asked. asked and you mm-hmm. and you slept expectantly mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but this is what lamenting produces clarity it builds your faith mm-hmm. it increases your intimacy with the Lord truly you're able to look back at how God answered the things that you've cried over and it produces joy like when you're actually in the like the lament of like asking the question and pouring your out, that might not be a, a moment of joy, but after you will usually have a moment of joy. And Regardless so, of the circumstances changing. Exactly. That's what is a miracle here. It is. And so lamenting is surrender because it surrenders our too much to handle situation to God. Lamenting is asking God to fight your battles for you. It's a release, like your mm-hmm. hands are off of mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. Um, lamenting is also something that God does in you. Like how can you be crying out to God and lamenting and it turns to worship? Like how can that be possible? And how can God change your countenance like he did with Hannah? I heard a quote that I also love, which is much of prayer is grieving. <laughs> And that's always stuck with me and just how God designed lamenting as a way for us to connect with him, like, and depend on him while crying out to him. And all of this is in a way that honors God and glorifies him. And so lamenting is just such a great tool that God uses to make our heart like Christ. And we know where to bring our pain and we know who to bring our pain to, honestly. Yeah. Well, thank you, Delaney, for sharing that. Mm-hmm. I think that it's going to be helpful for our listeners to hear our personal experiences with this. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about some idea, some religious idea that's not super practical and we've applied in our lives in mm-hmm. so many different ways. Well, just to finish up on this topic, lamenting prayer is not faithless prayer. Lamenting prayer is a process to help us solidify our faith, to regain our spiritual balance when we've been knocked down. Yes, that's a good good point. 
point right there. Lamenting prayer helps us to see our suffering in the light of God. Okay, can you say that again? Because I love that. Lamenting prayer helps us to see our suffering in light of God. What does God think about this? Who is God? And when you see it in, in that context, and this is what the process is in lamenting prayer, you, you start to see the light. Um, God gives everything a different light, a different spin, if you would. Mm-hmm. And it's not just a spin. It's, it's a, a dose of reality and truth. Mm-hmm. So let's review again the pattern for lamenting prayer. We wanted to make this really practical. First of all, there are three T's. Trouble. We state our questions. We express the pain, the trouble that we're in. This is the point where you want to be uh, true about God. You want to be giving him the truth, but it's also butting up against your circumstances. So there's a disconnect. You know this to be true about God, but your circumstances are showing you something that just doesn't jive with that. 1 Peter 5, 7 is God's invitation to us. Cast all your anxiety on him, for he cares for you. We don't want to stay there with the anger, the questions, mm-hmm. the the you know the beating on his chest, if you would. Mm-hmm. Um, now it's time to move on. We've poured out our heart to him. Now we have to remember the truth about him. Remember what is true about God. So the trouble and now the truth. Remember what he has done in the past. You move from why to who. Mm-hmm. When we bring our focus back to what is true, despite our feelings and circumstances, there is relief. We also can boldly ask the Lord because of our faith that is emerging. Then we move on to the final step in our lamenting prayer of trust. Trust. And the trust is often revealed by the words, but and yet. Um and the declaration of faith. Our earlier example of Psalm 13, the psalmist went through this pattern of first the lamenting, the questions, where are you, God? What's happening? The bold request. And then this trust at the end, beautiful words. He, he declares of, of God's love, his unfailing love. He ends the psalm with the words, but I trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. I will, circle that, sing the Lord's praise, for he has been good to me. Um, trouble, state your trouble, state the truth, and in that truth you can have that big ask, and then trust him, worship him. These three steps in lamenting prayer are a gift from the Lord to help us cope with life's pain. So often we feel helpless, but God has given us the privilege of bringing our pain to him and focusing on who God is and actively trusting God when the situation remains the same. We know we are loved that God is good, that he has the master plan for our good and his glory. Lamenting prayer deepens our prayer life and our relationship with the Lord. It's honest, it's open, it's humble. Lamenting prayer is a place of healing. It helps us to move through our pain. Lamenting prayer restores our hope and our joy. Lamenting prayer changes us from suffering to experiencing God's shalom, peace, rest, a feeling of well-being again. Lamenting prayer leads to heartfelt worship and honors God. So again, state your trouble, remember the truth about God, give the ask, and then trust and surrender. Knocking down lamenting prayer helps us to get back up. Yeah. Sometimes you have to get on your knees before you can stand. Knock knock it down, Mm -hmm. pray it down, put it all on the Lord, and then you can get back up. So do you need this in your life, listeners? Turn to the Psalms, 
Google lamenting psalms. You'll get a whole list. Oh, yeah. Make them your own. When you're reading the psalms, mark them lamenting. Look for them. Journal your lamenting prayers. Isn't that helpful to look back? Yeah, I, I, that's actually one of my favorite things is being able to look back to see what God has done. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I'm a real fan of journaling. I've done it all, all my Christian life. Mm-hmm. So I've got um, a lot of journaling <laughs> done. And I've saved a couple because that, that two-year period where I was really lamenting, I have saved some of that just because it was, um, it was so raw. Mm-hmm. I just can't quite let go of it, and I, it was just a transforming point in my life. Mm-hmm. Another important thing is keep talking to God. Don't go into denial or give him the silent treatment mm-hmm. or do the big avoidance, Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. And have a few Christian friends to walk the journey of your pain with. Mm-hmm. We need each other. We do. Amen. Will you just do a quick prayer over I us? I think we need to pray, yes. Yeah. Heavenly Father, as we consider this great gift from your hand, lamenting prayer, I would pray along with the listeners, Lord, and Delaney myself here praying that as we go through these trials in our life, would we remember the gift you've given us to help us to process the pain and the suffering. Process it like you did and like the saints of old have all done, Lord. Fall on their faces before you. Pour out your heart. Ask the hard questions. Ask the big things that you need right now. And then help us, Lord, to finish on praise. May this lamenting prayer become a part of our journeys, and may it be a sacred, special place where we can process the suffering and the pain that every life endures. So thank you, God, for this time together. So great to be in studio again and to be able to share God's word, to give hope, peace, and restoration to the hurting. In Christ's name, amen. 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 Well, it was great to be with you, sisters. Join us in two Mondays on She is Becoming.